Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. You didn't put your fist up then like Buzz Lightyear, though, did you? I just you? did like a little finger wag instead. Mm, okay. So, um, what's new this week? I believe it was your birthday this week. It was my birthday this week, yeah. Do you want to tell us about your cake? Oh, yeah. Are you um, going to put a picture up on... On Twitter, on Facebook. Yeah, I will do, yeah. Go on, um, tell us about it, though. Well, my partner bought, um, bought me a cake, um, and on the, the stick in the, the middle on the top, it had uh, the Loose Forward uh, podcast logo. And it had, it. And it had, and it had little microphones, little, little microphones on the side with each of our names on, which thought, well, why should you put your name on? It's not your birthday. <laughs> well, I suppose it's because I'm the funny one. Right. Not yeah. so sure about that. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday. Thanks. It's all right. Um, here we are. Episode, I think it's episode 10. But if it's not, then we'll obviously put that right on the, on the when we announce it, won't we? I can't remember myself. I think it is. <laughs> but um, happy 4th of May. Happy Star Wars Day. Uh, not one of them, May, yeah. May the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. Do you like Star Wars? No. Do you love it? No. No. I've never seen it. What do you mean you've never seen it? You must have seen it. I've never seen it. I don't want to see it. I'm not really into it. I've just said it's it's there, isn't it? I know people who are. No. They're actually filming a bit of Star Wars near us, aren't they? Because all the roads are blocked. Yeah, it's been a nuisance. Yeah. But there and there are people I know that will be like clamouring to look over the walls. And you've got the same people in your head now, haven't you, that, that you know that. And yeah. there'll be one person in particular that we know that will have had some sort of secret entrance that only him knows about. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly who you're thinking of, but uh, no, it's it's not for me. It's not for me. I don't what? intend on watching them either, to be honest. No, okay. Well, first question of the day. Okay. You can only watch, you can, you've can. you got to watch these for nearly three hours. Right. Is that about the length of a Star Wars film, I would imagine? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. So you've got, you've got to put these in order of what you'd watch. Not, none of this like, oh, it's like, they're all lasting three hours, okay? Okay. Star Wars, Rugby Union, Formula One, go. Oh God! Uh, oh God! They're all three hours. Yeah. Right. Well, rugby union's going last. <laughs> then probably okay. Formula Un and yeah. um, Star Wars. So you're actually going to watch Star Wars? Well, as, I as might first enjoy thing. that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to go out my way to watch it, but okay. it seems like the most optimism for that one. Okay. So, that's what I'm going with. There you go. Well, thanks for that. I just thought I'd kind of catch you off guard with that. So, should we move on to the NRL instead? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Formula One? Yeah, I like that. Bit okay. Better. All right. Where do you want to start? Um, Panthers, probably a good place to start. Sort of get them out of the way. They won again. A- again? Yeah. Yeah. Panthers 28, Seagulls 16. Yeah, um, the Seagulls look to be getting a little bit better, don't they? Definitely. Um, I think having having Tom Trebojevic back is, is massive for them. He was he was really good again. And and that Saab, is, he is a Ferrari, isn't he? How quick is he? I, I, he scored a try and he didn't even look like he was running. No, it, it was... 
He is quick. I'd love to know how fast he is. I'd love to see him have a race against the Fox or something. Yeah, definitely. Because he, he's got really long legs as well, hasn't he? He just seems to eat the ground up, doesn't he? But he's mm. really, really quick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really impressed by him. Yeah, but the the, the Panthers thought Nathan Cleary was, was excellent again. And um, they just... They're ruthless, really, aren't they? They don't they don't take the foot off, and and they, they they play some classy rugby as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they switch direction really well. Yeah, the 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 speed at which they can pass to either side is is excellent. Yeah, yeah. Warriors twenty four, Cowboys twenty. Yeah, again, every we said it the other week. Every game the Cowboys have seems to be a a, a tight call, doesn't it? And even when they went in fifty-two-eight or something, it seems to be a close game. Yeah, and yeah. and and they went. I think they went eighteen-nil down, didn't they, against the Warriors? So to to come back and give it a go is, you know, fair play to them. They seem to be trying to get a few wins together as well. So um, just just not convinced how how good they actually are. No, as we've said before, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um... No, whereas the Warriors, I think, will be. One of the teams that might sneak in. Scrape in, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, team that started off looking like they, they would do that and have, have tailed off a little bit, the Dragons. Mm. Dragons 8, Tigers 16. Is that is it three in a row? It's at least two in a row anyway. Three, for the I think, Dragons, that now. But, three yeah. we've lost now. Um, and against the Tigers as well, with everything that's going on there, is is pretty worrying, really. Um, are, are they finding the level now? Did they just have a, a good start? Are they starting to... to Peter out. I don't, I I don't so. know. I think so. Um, one question that went through my mind was: um, uh, Tigers have signed Jackson Hastings, haven't they, for next year? Yes. What does that mean? What does that mean for Luke Brooks? Don't know. There seems to be a lot of halfbacks on the move, doesn't there, in the NRL mm. lately? Reynolds moving, and 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 then that opens up space at the Bunnies. So there's talk about people like Moses and. And, and things like that. So, and I think even Cherry Evans has had to, to come out and say, "Look, I'm not going anywhere." So, it's it seems to be free for all at the minute for halfbacks over there. Yeah, because he's impressed me, Brooks. He has he has a decent kicking game. He, he looks he looks lively. Yeah, um, I think he, I think he's okay. Um, I I think he's on a fair bit of money, and I think that's that's people's issue with him mm. because I don't think he lives up to that Super, um, Super League. Probably, probably do a really, really good job in 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 Super League, um, at, at a decent side. So, do you think he'll have takers though? I don't know. I think he, I think he's one of them that could be lord over here, you know, with with the right amount of money, I suppose. But like for everyone else, really. But I, I don't. He's not going to get uh, representative honors. I don't think is he. No, so I think I think he, he he could be convinced to come over here. Yeah, another team that seems to be finding the level, so to speak, and have dropped off a little bit. Um, Justin Elbrook's Titans. Yeah, we we said that's the official name now. By the way, they're not called the Gold Coast Titans <laughs> or just the Titans. They're actually now called Justin Elbrook's Titans. Fair enough. Yeah, twenty-two um, nil up in this game against the Broncos and went on to lose 36-28. Yeah, not only, you know, 22-0 up, but 22-0 up after 15 minutes. Like, yeah. it was... I've never really seen a team, especially over there, blow blow a lead like that. No. Um, 
but you know, well done to the Broncos for dicking at it. I thought Jermaine Asako was excellent. That that try that he set up, I can't remember who scored it in the end, but where he took the bomb and like had a little step, and it was it was great bit yeah. of skill. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But I think maybe I'm trying to think who scored it. No, I can't think myself. No. But um, and then the Titans had a few chances at the end and and bombed a few more chances, didn't they, to even get back those eight points. Yeah, I think did Fafita end up dropping it close to the line, I think, didn't he? And and uh, there was another one. Um, if, I don't know. I just I, I've never really seen anything quite like it to, to blow a twenty-two nil lead like that. Um, maybe, maybe we we said the other week they're in this a sort of win one, lose one, aren't they? But they've lost a couple in a row now, so. I, I, th- I think for them, they they really need to find a win quickly, so they don't go on a losing streak. Yeah, quickly as well. Of which you could also say the same for the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, they... Raiders twenty, uh, the Bunnies thirty-four. Yeah, again, uh, Marshall was good again, and and um, Adam Reynolds was, I thought, really good. Um, Raiders, uh, Raiders, Raiders. Um, no, Williams, I think he pulled out in the warm-up, didn't he? I think it was his hamstring or something, but they've lost three in a row now as well, I think, so they they need to find a win quickly as well. Yeah. Um, talked about Adam Reynolds. It's weird, isn't it? What do you make of it? I, I don't know why they're so reluctant to give him more than one year. Is it his age? He's 31, I think. Not really old for an halfback, is it? Not when you think that people like Thurston and Lockyer went on. I know we're talking probably the next level again, but as somebody who steers the team round the ground, I was going to say the way they the play field. the game is quite similar, isn't it? He's yeah. not running and and trying to jink his way through all the time. He's more commanding, in he and guides them around and and kicking games. Excellent. I've not really seen a better kick a game, kicking game. Um, from somebody in in quite a number of years, so it just seems a bit bizarre that they're only offering him one year. But they reckon um, he signed a two year deal at Cronulla. Um, I think two point four million over the two years. I think so. They, they reckon that's what he's going to do. Yeah, but it's it's, it's strange in it from South. I think because I think he grew up a South supporter as well. So I imagine it's it, it's really difficult for him as well and you know sometimes sometimes clubs can play on that a little bit as well mm. where where they can give a home a home boy or a or a, a fan less money because they'll think well he wants to play for us because yeah he's that and i think sometimes there's there's been numerous examples of that down the, down the years where you think well actually because he's a local lad they can actually give. They can sometimes get away with giving him less money because of what it means to him to to wear the jersey. Yeah, and that's just not fair, is it? And no, you know, well done to Adam Reynolds as well for saying no. I want more than one year. I'm worth more than one year because he's certainly playing like he is anyway. Do you think when you watch the Rabbitohs, do you think you're looking at a grand final team? Yeah, I, yeah, every chance, every chance. I think. Um, they 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 do play some good rugby and, and picking up Benji has has really paid dividends for them because he's he's had an excellent couple of weeks. Yes, yeah. Um, 
And then the only other question I've got about this game, which is something in general, is like, in the NRL, do they not have away kits? Oh, we, were talk- we were talking about Leeds and, and, and Wigan the other week. and Yeah. That was ridiculous. That was almost identical kit. The Rabbit Holes away kit, honestly, right? I'm sure it's just white shorts. I'm sure that's the only difference. And the home one's got black. I think it's got white trim on the neck and stuff. Yeah, and the home one's got black. It's still green and red hoops. It's ridiculous. Unless it's red and green hoops. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe the hoops are in, like, the opposite order or something. It's... It's outrageous. And I don't even know what the Canberra away kit is, do you? Is uh, it white? It might just be white. Well, why didn't one of them wear some? Well, I don't... It's the rabbit I was at fault here, isn't it? Because their away kit's the same as the home kit. How did they get away with it? I don't know, but nobody seems to mention it. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, ah, whatever, mate. Like, <laughs> they don't even bother. Oh, but again, you need to sort for television games and all over. They need to sort these kits out, don't they? Because it's just ridiculous. Definitely, definitely. It's um, it's the indigenous round soon, and they will all look the same. <laughs> yeah, because they've got these these brilliant paintings and stuff on these shirts, but there's like just there's a lot of dots in them, isn't there? Yeah, and a lot of boomerang shapes. <laughs> yeah, and things, isn't so there? I, I don't I don't want to think about that one just yet. <laughs> Um, Storm 40, Sharks 14. Sharks have had a disastrous run since uh, Moritz, since John Morris left. Mm, yeah. I think Will Chamberlain back as well, wasn't he? Making his debut for the Sharks against his former club. And But you're right, they've had a, a torrid few weeks since they've let um, Morris go. So I don't know what they've, they've got to do. I think they're, they're already looking to next season I, I think personally I think there's a four team shake up looming for the um, five teams actually for the grand final and I think the Storm are one of them yeah they, they, we, we say it we seem to say it every, they, when I watch them they always surprise me because we say it like oh they've lost X player this player that player and yet they're always there and they're always winning and it just and it's I don't know why but it seems to surprise me that they're still winning Talking about Brandon Smith leaving as well. Yeah. Because he wants to play as a nine, first choice nine somewhere. Yeah. And with the, the, the Storm having signed Harry Grant, who, who again is a special talent, is... Looking like he might be on his way, I think. Yeah. No. Um, I, we definitely, I think we do need to um, um, give a special mention... Um, this week um, to Cameron Munster's goal kicking. <laughs> I've rarely seen somebody miss a goal from under the sticks, but he missed two. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? And, <laughs> and the last one, the mic picked him up going, oh no, which was <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Well, I think he'll be happy that the game didn't, come down to goal kicking because yeah. I think Craig Bellamy right, might have ripped his head off yeah because right. they were ridiculous kicks they were so bad <laughs> oh dear um, and then I think another team that's in the um, the mix um, as usual are the Roosters yeah I mean, Knights 4 Roosters and even they don't, they don't seem to be 
or on paper they don't seem to be as good as they have been in previous years, yet they're still coming out and doing the business and quite convincingly as well. The the Knights are just a bit of a nothing team at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, we talked about that split in the NRL this year and you can see it more and more as the games go on. I think there's only one, well, there's a couple of talking points, but one main one in that game, um, the sad injury to Brett Morris. Yeah, really can... sad scenes. You can hear him screaming. And... Oh, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah, it's so sad. And then there was a, a photo come out after the game where he sat next to um, his, his brother and he's yeah. in tears. And it was just really sad because they think it might be career ending, don't they? So, and that's such a sad way for him to go out. And and probably one of the, one of the best wingers that you that you've seen in rugby league. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, don't, I don't think that's an exaggeration. No, I don't. I don't, um, you know, look at his try scoring records and things like that. and Absolute beast as well. Yeah, huge, huge. Both of them, but they're just huge guys for, for wingers. You know, yeah. the shoulders and everything are, are massive. Just, I just think that was really, I just think that was really sad, that really sad to see. Yeah, it was, um, it wasn't nice. No. Now, the other the other one, the other one I wanted to speak about, which is, a, which is, uh, a positive from that game. We've mentioned him before. Eighteen-year-old Sam Walker. Yeah, he is a talent, isn't he? Coming out and and doing the business for the Roosters, and yeah, really impressed with him. Absolutely, eighteen years old. But my talking point from from this week is: Did you know that he's English? Oh, I think I saw something. Born in Leeds. Yeah, I think I saw something online. Yeah, only for only here for about four months and then moved to Australia. Still, Makes him eligible. Still counts. <laughs> He's not going to want to play for England, is he? Um, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Because he's going to be a kangaroo halfback if he carries on, isn't he? Yeah. So, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought so. We've still got Jackson Hastings. Have we? Because he doesn't seem to be getting picked, does he? Nobody did come out after the game last week and said he wanted to play for England. I'd pick him, definitely. There seems to be this row over eligibility, doesn't it, at the minute? Yeah. It's not a row. It's a, it's You've got two definite camps, haven't you? Yeah. There's those that say, no, 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 you need to be English-born and bred. And there's those that say, no, if he's eligible, then you can pick him. Doesn't seem to be much of a problem looking at it that way in the Southern Hemisphere. No, when you look at some of the Fijians and things like that that have pulled on the kangaroo jersey. Mm. Um, we seem to be a lot more uptight about it than... Uh, yeah, if it makes they, us better as a team and they're eligible, why not? But it, it's not... I mean, I think with him as well, he he, he wants to play. Exactly. If, he wants, if, he, if he's really keen on playing and he's a good player, why not? If you're saying no because you're saying he's Australian then you need to get with the times. If you're saying no because you think there's a better choice, then fair enough, that's what it's about. But I think if you're saying no because you think he's Australian... I think it's wrong for him not to be included in the in the training squad. Yeah, it sort of stumped me, that one, because usually coaches and things like that, it doesn't really matter to them as much, does it? So No. Um, and I don't think we're actually blessed with magnificent talent in the halves at the moment, anyway. No, especially you, you know your scrum halves. Because apart from Gale, I'm I'm struggling really. Who you know better than Jackson Hastings or on on a level with Jackson Hastings? Yeah. Um, it's I I'd be picking him. 
Yeah, he'd I, definitely I, be I in agree. the squad anyway. Whether he plays or not is is another thing. But well, we mentioned in last week's pod about how great he's been for Super League. Yeah, and you know the sort of character he is, and he's had a lot of respect for the league. He's had a lot of respect for other players. You know, he's always championing the cause of like Johnny Lomax, for example. Yeah, um, and I just think it's. I just think he. I personally, I think he should be included because he wants. He's put his hand. He said last week, "I want to. I'm putting my hand up. I want to play." Yeah, it's not. he said, "I respect what the coach is doing, and if he wants English-born and bred players, I respect that." But I'm here and my hands up. Yeah, and he's got it. So I think the attitude is is spot on as well. I do. I really like him. I've got a lot of time for him, and I, I like I say, I'd definitely be picking him. And I'm I'm not really sure why why Sean Wayne hasn't. No, I I agree. I agree. Um, so we'll wait and see what comes of that. Um, and then the last game, they've got one more game, haven't we? Yes. Um, Bulldogs 10, Eels 32. Eels are good. Eels are one of them teams where, uh, that I think will be around they're the grand final. They're one of my five. Yeah, definitely. But what I was going to say was, was that I actually enjoy watching the Eels at the minute more than any other team in rugby league. Yeah, I think I do. Apart from from possibly um, the rabbit holes left hand side, which I think is magnificent. Yeah. Um, but as as a team, yeah, you know, Gutherson, Moses, Sevo. Um, we we mentioned them last week as a, as a three going down that side, but Gutherson impresses me more and more every week. Yeah, like I say, we've, 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 we've said it last week, maybe the week before, and about the, the Kangaroos, number one jersey come the end of the year, you look at how good all the fullbacks are playing, Papenhausen, Trevojevic has been excellent since he's come back, but Gutherson is, has got just as much as a shout as, as any of them. But I, I think for the Eels, I think they're real entertainers. Yeah. They're a bit of a, they're a, bit of a sort of an oddball team in the NRL. They, they don't quite look as structured as some of the others, but they, they seem to play a lot more off the cuff. Yeah, and and think and I think they I really do think they're fantastic to watch. I do. I think they're they're excellent and their offloading game is spectacular. Yeah, they're 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 really really good and they're really firing at the minute. And um, it wouldn't surprise me to see them lift it at the end of the year. Yeah. So I, I I really do enjoy watching them each week. Yeah, Bulldogs looks. To me, like they've given up on this year already, and it's all about next year. Yeah, the big signing this week. Yeah, uh, with the fox. Yeah, is that is that so he can play fullback? Uh, it must be because why would you leave the storm to play for the bulldogs on the wing? Mm. Well, obviously, more money, but it would have to be a hell of a lot of money. I think if it was me as a player, it would have to be a hell of a lot of money to make me go and play for the bulldogs in the same position that I'm playing for. For a team that won it the, the the previous year, seems a strange one for me. But he obviously he's obviously going to play fullback in here. I think. Yeah, and I think they. To me, I just think they're looking to next year already. Definitely, definitely, because they don't seem bothered about winning a game. I don't no. think won last week. I don't think they'd beat Lee at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Double equipped on that tenor. Yeah. <laughs> Like a world called wooden spoon off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fight for my tenor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I think that just about wraps up. Oh, actually, it doesn't wrap up the NRL because I was just going to say we don't normally do a preview, but there's two brilliant games in store this week if anyone's watching the NRL. Um, the Rabbit Hole is against the Storm. 
and the Eels against the Roosters. Oh, that'll be good. What a double-header that is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely be watching them then. Yeah. Um, they look they look exceptional games this week, don't they? Yeah. So, brilliant. Absolutely. So, um, we think we've done with the uh, NRL and we'll we'll move on to uh we'll move on to some news, shall we? Yes. Um sticking with the NRL. Um uh, reports this week that George Williams is homesick. Hmm. Yeah, I mean obviously you can't help being homesick no matter how good you're playing, I don't think, can you? And I th- Maybe um, all the COVID stuff and him, him possibly not coming home at, at certain points throughout the year or, or whenever during the off-season maybe hasn't helped. He's only really just lasted longer than the football's European Super League, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, um, like I say, if, you know, if, if, you, if you're out on the other side of the world and missing home there's, it happens doesn't it I think I'd probably miss home yeah um, yeah. um announcement this week uh, as part of the new Sky deal um, in Super League going to be video refs at every game which is a positive step because that's something that we've championed for a long time isn't it really yeah it's about time isn't it really and, and I, I think you, you'll get more consistent decisions and um, fairer decisions as well, probably. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Interesting one I saw this week was uh, Sean Johnson um, out of contract at the end of the year, and the possibility that he might be going to rugby union. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as a rugby union player, though. Does I? I don't know where he would yeah. play. It, it le- to me, it just leaves the obvious question that. Is he Super League bound? Who knows? I hope he is. Because that'd be fantastic. He has accusations of him and he doesn't turn up every week. Yeah. But but I, I don't know. Would it would he would he not turn up any weeks if he came over here? Would he he strikes me as he might be one of those who thinks he's too good to be over here and probably won't be bothered. But you if never he, know, do you? you don't know what a person's like really. Yeah. Um But if he was Oh yeah, if he was, someone's he'd turned up. He'd he'd be man of steel, wouldn't he? Yeah, um, and like I said, I, I hope he's because it's another, if you like, another superstar with the game. Then that would be playing in Super League. Absolutely. So I think there's a, I think there's a chance there. Um, North American Rugby League news this week: uh, T Rex Tony Williams signing for the New York Freedom. Yeah, really good signing for them. Yeah, and. Um, do you remember little Lance O'Hire? I do. He's gone as a coach, which I don't quite understand. He's gone as a coach, but they haven't said which team. Does it? Does he then? Does he get drafted to a team or something? <laughs> I'm not quite sure how, how this works. No, I saw that, and when I couldn't see a team, I was like, "Well, what they're going to do? Just like lucky dip or something?" Yeah. Like, does he just coach everybody? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how that works, but um, but he, he anyway. He's, he's there as a coach in the uh, NARL. Good luck to him. Yeah, exactly. And the last bit of news this week was um, a little interesting piece was that um, uh, there's an L.S. Lowry painting on display in New York, Edinburgh and Dublin before it gets sold. And the title of the painting is Going to the Match. 
Okay. And it looks like, because there's a red flag above the ground and people have got red scarves on, uh, that Lowry lived in Salford. So oh, right. it looks like that the going to the match is based around people going to watch Salford. Excellent. And uh, they're expecting it to sell uh, for two to three million pounds. Wow. Yes. Yes, Rugby League. Well yeah. done. Well done, Ellis Lowry. <laughs> Apparently, I think he used to live 100 yards away from Station Road in Swinton. Right. So. Very good. Yeah, bit of painting knowledge there. Well, I hope We're very it, cultured yeah. on this podcast, aren't we? Yeah, you know, it's, it's the kind of guys we are. <laughs> and now, I think it's time for this. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Bobby Stats of the Week. Yeah. Do you know what? He's done really well this week. Good. Start Brenda. Good. He's done really well. Right, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right then. Before this weekend, the highest points that either the Gold Coast Titans or the Brisbane Broncos had scored in a single half was 20. I can't believe that about the Broncos, but this is what he said. This weekend, both of them scored 22 in a single half and it was against each other. Well, don't know what to say to that, do you? No, it's a good one, that, though. Yeah. I didn't, well, yeah. I can't believe the Broncos haven't scored more than 20 points. Is it a first half or? Must be a first. Surely, it's, I don't know. I think he's got. Not quite having that one, but mm. not having that. Anyway, that's what he's put. Um, Sam Walker became the first Roosters player to assist five tries in a single game. Really? Hmm. That's good. Good from the uh, young Leeds lad. <laughs> English, good from the English point of view there. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to start some sort of campaign, Sam Walker, for England? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this one is a bit of a... Um, you could look at this as a negative, but I, I, I'm going to say something after. Um, the Women's Betfred Super League set a record because never before has a full round of Rugby League fixtures been recorded where all the winning teams won to nil. I can imagine. But I don't want to get down on the women's game because we're going to do a little bit more on that uh, as a special one week. But also, I think it's fantastic. I think Rugby League, if you look at what we've got as a game, we've got a really strong community game. Um, we've got really strong juniors. Uh, we've got the um, we've got the disability league, yeah, and we've got the we've got the women's super league, as well as that we've got masters, yeah. And I think you know we have the whole lot then from everybody. So I don't want to get down. And I think and I think the women's super league is a really integral part of the of the whole plan. And I think it's only going to get stronger as yeah. well. So, and I think when it's at the beginning, I think you need to expect some of these blowout games. Yeah, definitely. So before anyone says you're having a go at women's the women's game, we're not at all. I'm all for it. I think it's I think it's a really integral part of what we do. There were three drop goals scored in the match between Huddersfield and Leeds. Yes, which is the which is um, the, the most in a single game since 2002. Very good. When Lee Breers 
landed five drop goals in the same game against Halifax. Just showing off, isn't he? Not that much because they actually lost that game 16 11. 16 11. I was going to say, what's he doing that for then? That would have been showing off that one. <laughs> yeah. And then his last one for this week. 56 players this year playing for new clubs in Super League. And Greg Inglis became only the sixth player of those to score on his debut. Really? Hmm. Do you want the other five? Yes, please. Um, Evelds and Turner from Castleford. Lutelli from Huddersfield. Reynolds from Hull. Hall at Hull KR. Very good. He's done well this week, yes. hasn't he? He was. I'm, I'm impressed with him this week. It was good, that. Very good. So, well done. That was... It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Thank you, Bobby. Well done, Bubbles. What are we on next, then? Um, our, well, we mentioned it last week. It was breaking news, wasn't it? Last, well, it was fresh news last week about England having a, a match against the combined nations, and we said we were going to talk about that a little more, didn't we? So I think uh, what we've done is we've tried to have a go at picking our own combined nations team, haven't we? Yeah, you're going to laugh at mine, and I'll be honest, I didn't. I've got it wrong. I know it's not like me on this. I've got it wrong. I didn't think French players were eligible because I thought that France were having their own sort of game and, and set up and friendlies. So in my team, I'll announce now that there's no um, there's no French players in it. Right. Well, I read that French players were allowed, so I've picked a couple. Okay. That's okay. I'm just you know I'm I'm trying to spread the love a bit more. Well, I've got I've got a, I've got a few different nationalities in there. Would you, would you like to run through your team first? Not really. Well, go on then. Okay. All right. So, at full-back, I mean, there's, there's a, there was a few options here as well, and, and it was quite difficult, actually. Yeah. And you could pick quite a few different players, and um, this is assuming that everybody's fit and available. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I've gone for Bevan French at full-back. Okay. Um. I think when you look at it, there's, there's other options. Lachlan Coote, for example. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I think you could even put Peter Matautier in there or because he's not going to get in at the centre um, if Greg English is available. Yeah. So, but I've, I've gone with Bevan French. Um, and then I've crossed one out. I had put Ken Seo in. Okay, yeah. Um, still impresses me. I think he's very underrated. Yeah. But I've actually, in the end, on the wing, gone for Jake Mamo. Okay, very good. So... Yeah, he's done well so far when he's, you know, been asked to at Warrington. Yeah. Um, in the centres, I've gone for GI and Conrad Hurrell. Yeah. Um, difficult sometimes to leave out some of the other three quarters from Hull. For Imo, Tumavave... Yeah, I'd, but, I'd wrote a couple of them down. But on the wing, I've got Mahi Fanua as five. Okay. Um, so I've gone, I've gone there for for that. Um, almost went for Regan Grace, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to leave out the whole of that whole back line. Right. I thought that was a bit unfair. Well, I've been unfair then. <laughs> okay, fair enough then. Um, six. 
Um, I was a bit stuck on six. But in the end, I've, I've actually gone for Jacob Miller. Okay. Okay. Who, who I thought, actually, I, I, I quite like him in... in I think he does well um, in really what is what you could consider to be a poor side at Wakefield this year. Yeah, and um, I, I think he's he's he might even be captain for for them this year. And um, I, I think when he come over, he was you know just some like eighteen year old Australian kid, didn't he? Yeah, he went to Hull, and but he's really kicked on from that. I and, think so, and, and become quite an important key um, in Wakefield's team and. Yeah. Good lockdown hair too. Yeah, and 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 Super League as well. I think he, he you know, he he stayed, and yeah. there's a lot of them tend to try to go back, don't they? And he might be a bit of a wild card in this team, but I've yeah. I've given him a a go over the likes of of Louis, um, Lola here. Yeah, I've given him a I've given him the nod over those really. Yeah, uh, seven Aiden Caesar. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a no brainer to be honest. Yeah, um, he's probably me. Um, he's probably me captain as well. Okay. Um, eight, I can't even say it. Seb, Ikahifo. E- 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 okay. Uh, nine, I've gone for Matt Parcell. Yeah. There's a shortage of hookers, I think, in this. Yeah, Australian, or, well, or non-English. Non-English, I think there was so a real. Non-English, yeah. I think there was a real, um, there was there was a real, uh, it was a barren spell of hookers in, in this team that I couldn't, I couldn't really find anybody. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, ten, I've gone for Corbin Sims. Okay. Um, 11, I've gone for Manu Mao. Yeah. Uh, 12, I've gone for Reese Martin. Yeah. And 13, I've gone for Zane Tetivano. Excellent. And I've gone, have you got any subs in yours? Yeah, I did a 17, yeah. Okay, I thought I might catch you out. But um, I've gone uh, I've gone for uh, David Fafita. Yeah. Iggy Parsi. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for where have I gone? Tanganoa, okay, and Sione Matautia, yeah, on the bench. That's me seventeen. Very good, very good. It's not bad, is it? No, it's all right. Yeah, it's better than you thought I'd come up with. A couple of wild cards, like you say, but it's still better than you thought I'd come up with. It. Yeah, the way you were saying, yeah. Okay, do you want to go for it? Yeah, well, I I tried. I tried to get at least one um, person in from the the rest of the home nations. So um, anyway, I too had. Uh, I sort of ignored that, Anna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but does Michael McLaurin play for Ireland? Yeah, I was going to have him at. I was going to have him at hooker. Right, I'd crossed him out and put Parcell in, so it could have just as easily been McLaurin. Yeah, could have been. Absolutely. Who, who actually probably would give the nod to now, I've just said that. Uh, your team's already locked in now. Is it? No, just, yes. Just make a cross out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, go on. Right, I too had Bevan French at fullback. Um, on on one wing, I had uh, Floyd Yaha from Catalan. Yeah. French lad. Um but he's also this season really impressed me, and I think he's joint second in top try scoring this season. Yeah. So, um, so I had the same centres as you. I had English and Hurrell. Um, on the other wing, I did pick Regan Grace. Okay. Um, you had, I think he's just you know really good, and I think he's really come on over the last couple of years as well. 
in your in your one to five there, did anybody else come into the reckoning for you at all? Yeah, I did think about having um, Fanua, and I also thought of having um, Tumavave as well, um, because I really like him. I think he's really good. I nearly had Dean Wahari. Yeah. Instead of uh, Horrell. Yeah, and I, I also did think about throwing um, Peter Matautia um in there and as well the other centre the wingers I was pretty set on the wingers because I think they've done really really well this year yeah um, but the other centre that I considered putting in there was um, Sean Kenny Dowell yep yep I've wrote him down and uh, uh, Chris Ninu yeah um, maybe maybe they feel they might be too old to do that now and I don't know but yeah um, but yeah, I think they, they definitely have a shout at getting in. Anyway, um, at six, I had James Maloney. Oh, I forgot all about him. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't. <laughs> 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 I, had, I had James Maloney. Oh yeah, um, um, Jake. Oh, Jacob. No, does it say Jacob on mine or James? I think it says Jacob. Looking it? at it from here, yeah. All right, okay. Um, Caesar at seven. Yep. Um, eight, I had David Fafita. Okay. Um, I had Parcel at nine as well. Yep. Um, ten, I had Matt Pryor from Leeds, who I yep. think has been excellent this season. Yep. Um, somebody else who was, I think has had a really good start to the season in second row, uh, Kane Lynette, who represents Scotland. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um I nearly put in in a second row. I nearly put Kenny Edwards in for a bit of biff. Yeah, I I I toyed with that idea, but then I thought, no, you give me give me too many penalties away, mate. <laughs> um, I also then in my other second row had Reese Martin, same as you. Yeah. Um, and loose forward, um, I had Benjamin Garcia. Okay. Um, who who I who I really like. Again, not many candidates at loose forward, I didn't think. No, not non-English, and even the last couple of years, I think just overall, any nationality, I think we've, there's been a shortage of really, really good loose forwards, apart from maybe one or two. Maybe because the roles changed as well. I was going to say, it's sort of become, not a nothing position, but it's almost like another prop now, isn't it? Rather than another ball handler. Yeah, and... Maybe that's why. Um, but anyway, I've gone for Benjamin Garcia because um, I, I really like him. Okay. Um, Bench, I also had Parsi. Um I then also put Brad Singleton, who I think represents Ireland. Yeah. Um, and Andre Savelio, who I'm not sure as whether it's Tongan or Samoan heritage. I can't remember which one it is, but something. Um, and then to finish you it could off. That's Tony Club. Yeah, we could do. We could do. Um, and then to finish it off, I also I had Theo Farge because I thought he could slot into a couple of positions. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really come into my reckoning, to be honest. No, I was, like I, said, I was trying to get different nationalities in there and I thought a bit of a utility off the bench. Yeah. A um, couple of... on good. I think we picked two good teams there, though. Yeah, I think one was better than the other, but... <laughs> Um, ones I toyed with um, uh, Bill Tupo yeah seems to have sort of disappeared doesn't he lately but yeah I think he might be injured to be fair um, 
Willie Isa seems to have done well in the second row this year. Yeah. But not above the ones that uh, we put in. Uh, Kevin Nagama? Yeah, again, Kevin Nagama is one that I tied with, but I think if both of them centres are fully fit, I think you'd want to see them. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, But I think it, it promises to be a really decent team, I think. Yeah. Definitely, I think, I think a really decent team. Yeah, and I think we've got some selection headaches as well. Sean Wayne has anyway. Yeah, I yeah. think it'll be a really good match. I think, well, you, you, and it's been a while since this sort of like combined nation or the exiles, if you like, they've, um, uh, that it's been. You know why the um, the first game the, the, the it sort of run out of steam, don't you, on the first one of the exiles? Yeah, I'll let you uh, tell the story though. Yeah, uh, well. I think they played about two or three times, didn't they? Yeah. And anyway, the last time they played, um, the Exiles team were based at uh, Warrington. Right. And um, anyway, what they, what, they, what they sort of kept hushed up at the time was that the um, the Exiles team cost about £30,000 worth of damage in the hotel. Um, yeah. With like, uh, I think they broke all, I think they broke the lifts and there was beds out of the window and all sorts of stuff. How'd you think, break a lift? Uh, I think they jammed it up with stuff or had too many of them in it or something <laughs> um, on purpose. They wrecked the doors trying to get out because right. it got stuck somewhere and they, they wrecked the doors trying to get out of it. Um, I think there was, I think what the, I think what the exiles did was, was use it as a bit of a, um, a party. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it was knocked on the head. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the hotel manager told me that he's, he, he, he told me the hotel manager where they stayed. So, that's why they weren't invited back again. <laughs> well, let's hope the combined nations don't throw the beds out the window. <laughs> they can behave a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they're in a tent this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. I think it's moved on to Super League time, hasn't it? Yes. Okay. Super League. I think there's only one place to start here. Um, Wigan 16... Hull 14, and serious allegations to come out of that game. Yeah, sad day really for for the rugby league, and um, it's a serious offence in it. And and um, you know the latest rumor I think is that there is a microphone that that's picked him up, and um, I think he's been charged with a, a, a grade F, hasn't he? So there's no maximum penalty for a grade F, is there? No, I don't think so. Um, and he sh- should get the 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 highest one. You know, if he's found guilty, he should should be a very well, very lengthy ban. Well, teams have now. Well, they can take the knee if they want, but they have thirteen seconds mm. to think at the beginning of the game how they're going to uh, make a make a protest or make a statement about anti racism in society, not just in rugby league, but in society. And every team does that without fail. Yeah, it's um... we're in the middle of a, of a world where this at the minute is really heightened, not just in sport, uh, but in politics, in society, in justice. And then, and then that happens, and that makes that just makes our game look, I don't know, a bit, uh, a bit, you know, a bit like sort of like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Bit cave money, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, yeah. It's just sad, and it's a bit of a shock, really. And 
just hope that that the the de- the decision or the outcome is is fair and and is right. So um, it, it really damp- dampened what was a, a a really good game as well. Probably the best game of the season. Yeah, in yeah. Super League so far, and it, and that you wouldn't know um, because that just detracted from the whole. Yeah, it's really the whole game. really overshadowed it, and it? yeah. Um, and, and like you say, it was probably the best game of the season. I thought that that both teams went at it really well, and um, I don't know what Jake Connor was doing. I, I thought he, he cost Hull really. I was just going to ask you that question: did he cost Did he cost Hull the game? I thought so with his his sim binning, um, and then the silly penalty giveaway trying to wind people up and, and in the end them, them two points that, that you give away ended up being the decider so and when we've talked about this combined nations game the world cup and we've talked about Connor being in the frame mm. ultimately is that why he might get overlooked absolutely because there's no doubt in his ability um, and his, his talent and the way he can play rugby league but it's things like that where he's constantly, constantly trying to get under the skin of people. He doesn't need to. No. But he's always trying to do it. And at the end of the day, that's what costs him his places and things like that, I think, or will do. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, better news for Hull this week, though, um, in, with the uh, contract news. Yeah, apparently um, Josh Griffin has signed a new deal. They've not. It's not official um, and we're unsure of how many years, but um, apparently a new deal has been signed for for Josh Griffin to stay at Hull. Yeah. Well, let's keep our ear to the ground over the um, uh, over that issue with uh, uh, Tony Club. Yeah. And his uh, grade F charge. Uh, good win for Warrington. Warrington fifty, Hull KR twenty six. Yeah, very very good win for for Warrington in the end, and um, I did think Hull KR was still in it for a lot of the game. It was maybe the last ten fifteen minutes or so, and they just sort yeah. of fell away. And yeah, uh, Hull KR have been very unlucky. The 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 could be and probably should be a lot higher in the table than they are because they've they've been in with a chance of winning a lot of games this year. The um... Score looked very lopsided, but the game wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was only the last 10 minutes or so, no, wasn't it? They were down to 12, I think, as well at the time. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, Warrington's score 50 points is obviously excellent for them, and they'll, they'll be really pleased with that. And um, obviously, Greg Inglis with the debut try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in typical rugby league fashion, um, it wasn't on Sky and couldn't watch it. So. No, I saw the highlights. Yeah, saw the saw the tries. All all Hull KR's tries came down their left hand side. Every single one. Yeah, a lot of teams seem to favour this left hand side. Maybe they find it easier passing it that way. Right but, to left. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know if Hull KR can can hang in there, I'm sure they'll they'll start winning a lot of games very soon. So, well, the next two games, um, very very similar, where they were tight games, and then. The teams fell away. The first one, Wakefield eighteen, Catalan thirty-eight, and Wakefield again were in the game um, until what the hour mark or so, yeah, seventy-minute mark, typical, and then again just just fell away. Typical of Wakefield this season, isn't it? You know, they held Saints through the week to um, nil-nil at, at half time, and then fell away, and they they always seem to just be in and around up until the you know the fifty-sixty minute mark, and just just completely 
falter. So um, it is a bit of a an issue. And if you know, if Wakefield fans, I, I think I'd be quite worried because I think they desperately need a win soon because it, it it's going to start really really playing on them. So Catalan going about the business quietly but efficiently. Yeah, definitely real dark horses horses for some um, silverware this year. I think. Mm. You see, did you see the? Um, I'm not sure who was involved, but did you see the tip tackle that that oh. uh, that didn't even merit um, a sim bin in? It was and outrageous. Apparently, apparently, it was Chris Candle, the referee, and apparently uh, he overruled the touch judge who recommended a yellow. Yeah, I, I saw that at first. I didn't think there was too much in it, but then he he sort of carried on and carried on, and his when legs, you see his head disappear, you're thinking, "What are you doing?" Well, his legs went higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Honestly, I thought he was trying to put him into the walls of Jericho or something. I thought he was like doing some sort of wrestling move. Um, yeah, uh, but he didn't. Didn't I'm, I've no doubt with the disciplinary. Then it'll get that. that would yeah, you would think that, they but, would pick that up but, quite easily. But to not give it in the first place, and particularly when your touch judges recommended a yellow. Yeah, it's, I thought officials. I thought officials uh, worked together. It's very um, unusual. For them to overrule it like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the only other thing on this, we talked about last week about um, Richard Agar being under pressure at Leeds. Yeah. Um, same same question for Chris Chester. You would have to think so, I think, wouldn't you? Um, similar position to, to Leeds and things like that. And I know they've had a, a few injuries and... Um, they might not have quite as much money as Leeds and things like that, so maybe they are a little bit more patient, but they've got to start winning, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one one name I heard thrown about this week that would come in and do a good job, um, which I never like talking about like this properly because it's, Chris Dester's in the job. It's not like he's gone. Mm. But people were touting about for Brian McDermott to come in and, and uh, go to Wakefield. Yeah, he might do a very good job at Wakefield with the you know the style and of his coaching and the style that he plays. He might might do really well, but like you say, Chris Chester's still there, and he's not just going to get up and walk away from it, is he? No. Um, and and they are. I, I do I do believe that the they're not very far off pulling a few wins together. I don't think they're not they're not in the same class as Lee. I don't think. No. Even though they haven't won, and I think. They're actually better than the next team we'll, that we'll mention, which again, similarly fell away. Salford. Salford 18, cast 28. Yeah, I was quite surprised it was that close, really. Um, and I know Salford were coming off the back of a very good win um, the, the week before. Um, but Cass have been firing, haven't they? And I suppose at the end of the day, they'll see it as they've, they've scored 28 points and got two points. So I think they'll be quite happy. Um Salford seemed like a decent side. Um, I'm just not quite sure where they should be in the table. Is Salford equal Wakefield? Mm, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Similar similar sort of situation. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Salford have got a, a new coach and then there's all these rumours about them being kicked out of the ground and things like that. Surely that's not helping. It's just just a bit of a sad state at the minute. 
from where they've been over the last couple of years making yeah. the, the final of each competition that we have. So I think there's a 3,000 petition gone in now yeah. for discussion at uh, government level, I think. Yeah, good. So I hope they get that situation sorted. Otherwise, it uh, we've seen it before when teams have lost grounds and they've just disappeared. Yeah, and I do, I do fear for Salford if they do lose this ground. Yeah. Um, on to the champions next. Um, probably, let's say, unconvincing display. Lee 12, Saints 22. Yeah, probably two weeks in a row that were saying that they've been unconvincing. They don't seem to be very good in attack, do they, this year? Um, or certainly not the last couple of weeks anyway. Um, you know, credit to Lee, they, they dug in and, and, and hung in there and... Um, you know, one or two passes maybe gone the way they they might it might have been a different result, but Saints just not firing at all at the minute. No, um, I'm gonna, I want to ask you a couple of questions about Saints actually. Um, looking at some of the stats for that 38 missed tackle Saints had, which just seems crazy considering how good the defense has been since Wolf took over. They conceded 11 penalties, mm. and um. What's the 25 note for that I've got? Errors. 25 errors? 25 errors. Right. I mean, that doesn't sound, that doesn't make for good reading, doesn't it? And I'm sure if, if, if we're aware of it, then, then, then they will be. Um, and I'm sure they'll be looking to rectify that straight away because that's just not the standards that they've been used to over the last 12 months, is it? No, no. A couple of questions for you. Do you think Saints fans are, are, are happy at the moment with not the results, but the way that the team are playing. No, not not what from not from what I've seen. A lot of them seem to be saying how the the attack isn't, you know, very enjoyable, and it's it's all a a, a touch boring, I think. And when you look at St. Ellen's teams of the past and them sort of being known as the entertainers of Super League, if you like, it's it's almost the opposite, isn't it? They look very predictable to me. Yeah, I think they look a bit slow. Um, passes don't seem to be as, as quick and as sharp as they have been. and um, the, the, the times that I've seen them this season, that I think, they, I, I think they look like they're making it up as they get the ball, like they haven't really got anything planned. You could argue with St Helens as well that they've not really played anybody of note yet. No, you could do. And and I, I think maybe one or two Saints fans will be worrying that when they do play somebody of note, it might not go that well. But if the players haven't been quite raising it for, for these teams, then if they can find another gear or two, then they, they will still take some beating. Um one sad point to come out of the game, uh, the broken leg for James Bentley, who's yeah. been in excellent form for the last 12 months. Yeah, I know that all St. Helens fans are gutted about that and it's sad and obviously wish him a, a speedy recovery. Yeah, and then you mentioned about uh, Josh Griffin before. Um, Regan Grace signed a new contract this week, but only for one year. Yeah, there's, I've, I saw that and um, some of the replies seemed to be that Union are interested in him and it might be setting him up to go to Rugby Union in 2023 because that's when their World Cup is. Mm. 
which would be very sad. Uh, that's a, again a worry for the league, for the game, isn't it? Yeah, um, because he has, you know, since he made his debut, um, I think maybe 2017. Um, he's come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, he? and he's turned into one of the best wingers in the league. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, um, Super League this week. Uh, great game. Um, Huddersfield 14, Leeds 13. Yeah, I think Aidan sees about to his best, and I think he got two tries, um, the kick and a, a drop goal, didn't he? Yeah, it can't have been me that was just gutted when Lee Gaswell got the last drop goal. Not because Huddersfield won the game, but just because Aidan Caesar then didn't get all the points. Yeah, I was a bit when I, when I saw the, the but score it, sheet. But again, his presence of mind, Caesar, was that he was being charged down. And he, he passed and it. And he passed it back even further then to Gaskell had a bit more time. And, and, and to be fair yeah, to Lee Gaskell, it was a, a good drop goal. A, a yeah. good drop goal. But, it, but Caesar's presence of mind, you know? Yeah, he's... We've said it all the time. They need to get him back, and and he showed exactly why. I think in this game, yeah. Um, one of our Twitter friends that that we follow, and if if you are looking for something to follow, um, six again on Twitter, fantastic account, guys. Well done. Put all these questions together for uh, each day. Today's musings, they call them, but I really enjoy reading their stuff. Um, but they've they've posed the question: leads uh, a team in crisis. Uh, yeah, possibly. We we were saying that when they got players back, they should be better, and I know they still got a few out. And um, I I I said personally that I don't like Richard Agar, and he doesn't film with a lot of confidence. And we can't just just chuck a coach out and hope that a new one will fix it all. I don't think if there's if there's deeper problems, but mm. um. Yeah, but I, I do think if they recruit right and they'll be back, definitely. I think they're almost there, and I'm, I'm I really am surprised with where they are at the minute. Okay. Yeah, again, one to keep an eye on. But um, good win for Huddersfield and get it sort of kickstarts their season, doesn't it? Yeah, hopefully for them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Are you are you all pent up? Are you ready? Yes. Because I believe this week. We've got one of these, haven't we? It's time for the red corner. Yep. Guess who's getting it this week? I don't know. Eddie and Steve-O. <laughs> oh, all right. Go on. Let's hear it. Come on. Well, Eddie and Steve-O out of a podcast... Right, I think it's just called the Eddie and, Eddie and Steve or the podcast. Makes sense. Ooh. <laughs> Crap name to start with, right? But that's not why I'm angry. I listened to it this week and they spoke about the letter, you know, the one that we've been doing the specials with, with, with Graham. Yep. Gray. And they just pretty much ripped it to shreds and just ignored all the questions in it and just made the... The, the people, well, Gray and, and the people that had, had signed it looked like complete idiots. They just, it, it really frustrated me because if you listen to the two hours that we've done with Gray so far, he's obviously a really smart guy and really, you know, well-educated and, and the way the letter was written and you, you hear about why he's asked this and why he's asked that. And we've had some great feedback as well on those specials. Yeah, and, uh, and they just 
completely missed the point on it. And it really, it, I was listening to it, I was getting madder and madder. You know, you've got Steve O saying, oh, well, it's only 40 supporters, it's not 40,000. Does it matter? No. Then they go on, then they, they were talking about the NRL and. Um, it was. I think Eddie was saying like, "Oh, why do we let players go to the NRL?" And Steve was like, "Well, it's money." Oh, well, thanks for that, Steve. Oh, we know that. But the question was, how do we stop it? Do we increase the salary cap? No, no mention of the word salary cap from them two. No, just oh, they go for they don't go for the lifestyle. They go for the money. Obviously. Then they then uh, then they start talking about Sky, and I'm thinking, oh, this should be good. They said that Sky never asked anything of the RFL. I'm 100% convinced that that is not true. It just can't be true. Then Eddie's saying, oh, the Sky partnership's 28 years. Like I've never known a sport to have a partnership this long. And um, I'm thinking, have you heard of the Premier League? They've been going longer, and now they're on about £5 billion a year with Sky, and they've been with Sky since they started. It was about 1992, I think, yeah. Yeah. So don't be giving me none of that. Oh, it's great that we've signed two more years. Yeah, that we've we've signed two more years for miles less money, and now the championship and League One and things like that are in massive danger because they're not getting any money from that. Yeah. And then he was saying, apparently RFL set the rules and Sky decided whether to screen it or not. Absolute rubbish. Why would Sky do? Oh, yeah, you just go like, and then we'll you go make the rules, and then we'll decide whether. No, they're te- they're going to be telling you what they want certainly going to be involved in the discussions if they're pumping money in millions of pounds of money in they are not just going to sit back and let them decide are they no the real they were real defenders of sky weren't they but again ignored the questions no it was like we're just like oh kneeling to the sky overlords just to please them because they used to work for them um then there was then there was the thing that we're having the, the letter was having a dig at Betfred. It wasn't having a dig at Betfred at all. What there was what the letter was saying was we've sort of put all our eggs into one basket with Betfred, right? What if Betfred decide that they just want to get up and walk away from it? Or they're not going to renew? Then you were left without a league sponsorship and a Challenge Cup sponsorship. Or what if betting companies now then become uh, illegal to sponsor sports? Like, with cigarettes. like cigarettes and things like that, because it doesn't matter how many how many years they've got left on the deal, then it's gone, and then we're left sponsorshipless for for our two main competitions. Um, but then they were they were just saying things like, "Oh, I'm sure Betfred will be pleased to hear that." Like, we weren't slagging off Betfred. It was it was just we've put all our eggs into this one basket. One or two things could happen here. Basically, at the end of it, they made the fans of the letter sound like some idiot that had stormed a pitch at Old Trafford at the weekend. <laughs> what I think what annoyed me as well was that they mentioned it was on the Total RL website, which is where they'd got it from, and they said, "Oh, you can have a read if you want," but this is the this is the gist of it. Yeah, but they just picked the points off it and and whitewashed over the questions. The points were there to aid the questions. Yeah. And they just completely, um, just just completely ignored the questions. Absolutely, and I think that anybody that's listening to this now, 
and hasn't listened to the specials should go and listen to the specials because there's yeah, some really, do. really, really good content about on them. And we've got the part three of the special this week, haven't we? Yes, and, we I'm, have, and yeah. I'm sure we'll give it. I'm sure Dre will have something to say in an update about the uh, Eddie and Steve issue as well. I'm sure he will. But yeah, good one this week. Thank you. Calm down now. A little bit. They annoyed me for 20 years, so... <laughs> One more day, it's not going to matter. <laughs> but no, you're right, and I think it was a... Do you think somebody had a word in their ear from Sky who'd seen it and said, yeah, you need to... Definitely. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't I don't think they come up with that off their own back, to be honest. No, just bending over for Sky yet I again. think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, oh well. Last thing on the agenda: um, Challenge Cup this week. Yes, quarterfinals. Yeah, I love the Challenge Cup. Yeah, we've got four ties, as you'd expect in a quarterfinal. Yeah, be disappointing if you didn't. No, it'd be a bit weird to go to five. And um, I'll ask for your thoughts on each one. Okay, Catalan versus Warrington. That's a really good tie. A really good tie. Keep expecting Warrington to lose matches and they're not doing... Maybe it's good just because they had a bit of a poor start. Maybe they're, they're you know, firing now. Um, that could go either way, I that think. That could go either way. Um, Warrington having just gone to Catalan as well and, and come away with two points, it'll give them a, a, a massive boost. Um and to be honest, I can. I think I can see them doing it again. I think it might be a bit closer, but I can see them doing it again. So prediction, Warrington eight. Hmm. I, I'm going to Catal. I'm going to go Catalan. I think they they quite enjoy the Challenge Cup, and as you said before, they could be in line for some silverware. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Catalan by four. Yeah. Um. On paper, you think well, this next one's, you know, potentially an easy victory. But when the stuff that we've talked about for both teams before suggests it might not be. So, um, quarterfinal two on Friday: uh, Saints versus Huddersfield. Yeah, you know, Huddersfield will be really happy that they come away with two points, and it will give them a real kick on. And having run Saints close a couple of weeks ago, they'll, they'll I think they'll be feeling really confident. Um, Saints not having won a Challenge Cup since 2008 um, so I'm sure they'll they'll want to you know overcome that this year um, but they really really need to get their attack firing I think don't they so. I think they certainly need to improve on the last couple of weeks performances definitely if they, can, if they don't I think then there could be a surprise and I, you know there's, I don't think there's any better time than to do it in the Challenge Cup so it's a knockout competition. You don't do it, you're out. Yeah, one chance. Yeah, exactly. But I do think that Saints will still be too, too strong for Huddersfield still. Um, and I think they might win by um, 10. I think that Saints will improve this week to prove a point to everybody. Uh, and I think they will win by 22. Wow. Because I think that they'll, they'll uh, bounce back. And I think wanting to prove those doubters wrong, even amongst their own fans. Yeah, 
Possibly. And the next two, interestingly, are repeats of the last league fixtures. Yeah. Um, well, the first two were repeats of two weeks ago. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Got a keen eye. Yeah. Um, Hull versus Wigan. Yeah. Um, at Hull this, this time round. Um, Does it promise to be as close as the league game last week? Definitely. I'm I'm not quite sure what's going on with Josh Reynolds, whether he'll be back or not. I'm uh, I'm not sure, but if he is, um that'll be massive for Hull and, and, and could be the difference. Um if if not, I still think it'll be really tight and think it'll will um it could go either way, but I do think that, that Wiggins have some you know, a sort of steeliness to them and I think they'll come away with um the the victory. Um, and I think we're going to win by, I'm going to say, eight again. Yeah, I think they will as well. I think they'll win by ten. Yeah. But I think um, Hull will be all out to, to get their revenge for last week. Absolutely. And the last game, Castleford versus Salford. Yeah, um, I think it might be more lopsided. Cass being at home as well, but... On the midget pitch. Yeah, um, I I know I don't know how much fans play into that or whether the you know teams just like being at home on their pitch whether the fans are there or not I don't know you know does the not having fans there make it more neutral for everybody I'm not so sure but um, I I think it might be a bit more lopsided this week and I think Cass will win by twenty six. Um. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with you, really. I'll go 22 again, as I did with Saints, but, I, I, yeah, I can't disagree. No. So so we're looking at, well, we agree on uh, the semi-finalists being Saints, Wigan and Cass, and then either one from Catalan and Warrington where we disagree. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? It certainly does. But... Um, if you've listened to this, we do have another special this week, don't we? Part three of three. Yeah, last last part of the special. Um, we're going away from the le- the actual letter this week, aren't we? A little bit more. Yeah, we're going to more on on field uh, discussions, aren't we? Um, yeah, just about rules that have changed in the game, what the match day experience is like, uh, how you're viewing pleasure has perhaps changed over the last few years. Uh, that sort of that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, well worth a listen. Um, the first two of, uh, specials have had some excellent feedback, as we say. And um, you know, if you uh, anything that you want raised, get in touch with us on Twitter or Facebook. And um, uh, hopefully, you'll uh, you'll keep listening. Yes, definitely. Um, anyway, I think that just about wraps us up. Um, so it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from me. 